Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hickory dickory dock. Clinton is naught but cock, sure of himself, appeareth by stealth. Let his counsel permit ye take stock. All hail, fair souls in physical earthly form this day. Clinton Baptiste, clairvoyant medium and psychic, demiurge and mystic deuterosophic, hereby spiritual will and destiny to guide ye with an eye of Horus through our troubled times. Welcome to Series 4, Episode 2 of Clinton Baptiste Paranormal Podcast. Now, before I take you to some of the unique and often gifted people I've spoken to this week, let's go to our spirit readings. Roger in Newark near Nottingham. I've got Spirit here who says, yeah, this is important. That business at work you're involved with was indeed nothing. You're right. You're just a very tactile person. Spirit understands that. Nothing wrong with a little cuddle of one of your staff to congratulate her in the office, Spirit says. And then in the firm's kitchen area, then by the lift. Very short-sighted of HR, that was. Sex pest, Roger, isn't a term anyone likes to have attached to them. You're quite right. But fair enough, mate. It's easy done. It's a misunderstanding. Not a sackable offence. The police didn't have to get involved. You're quite right. Dave in Dundee. Dave, I've got a distant relative of yours here. And he's he's saying during lockdown... Oh, well done you. He seems to be suggesting you were keeping fit. It was that. He says... Yeah, he says... Dave, he says you were walking. Walking all day long on your own. Walking in your bedroom, eh? Walking yourself silly all day long, he said. Oh, no, hold on. No, I've misheard. Oh, oh blah. <laughs> he says your bedroom was like the final scene in Bugsy Malone, you filthy pig. <laughs> Janet in Berkshire. Janet, are you there? I've got... This is lovely. I've got your cuddly racist old Cockney nan here, Florrie. Oh, got to, she, All right, Florrie, she's, she's on a warning up there. You know what, she's been sent on one of them realignment courses. Oh, oh, she's in me ear now. Christ, here we go. She's saying, what's that? She said, oh, it's not what it was round here. She said, it's all changed. She, oh, she said, they've all come flooding in, into the hinterland. She said, what's that, Florence? She, oh, she says, it used to be lovely up there. You could leave your front door open. It's gone right downhill. 
She says, some of these lot have come in now. They don't want to integrate with other dead people, she says. She says, be what you like. But if you want to come to our heaven, then the obligation is on you to learn our way. She says, that's the problem. There you are, Janet. That's your nan, Florrie, an evil racist witch. Anyway, racist dead nut jobs are due. Here's what's along for episode two. We get a phone call from somebody who I like to call a troublemaking student. We also hear rather excitingly from none other than Tony Joseph, the celebrated US psychic. And then we go on a spooky trip to the ghost stations of the underground. Line three now. Line three, we've got someone coming through. How can I help you, sir? It's a Mark, isn't it? A Mark. It is, it is. Hello, Clinton. Hello, Mark. What can I do for you, sir? Um, well, it's a bit of a problem. I'm um, I'm at university now. You're not the kind of person I'd usually turn to because I mean, I I don't really believe in psychics and and that kind of stuff. But okay, all right. What I yeah. what I do what I have heard about you is that you can you can get in touch with past lives. I can indeed. And yes. So the issue I've got is is um, it's about statues. Statues. Um, and. Uh, in, in the university, we've got um, lots of statues that it's, it's been in the news quite a bit. But we've got statues that we that, that a lot of us believe um, at the heart of it have a racist underbelly. Right. Okay. Well, hopefully, I can prove something to you. Say you're, you're not a believer, but hopefully, I can use my skills to prove something to you. And anything in particular, which statue at your college? Which one? What is it? Who is it? It's somebody called Robert Dalkeith. Sir Robert Dalkeith. Robert Dalkeith, yeah. Now, from all I can gather, all I can gather mm. is that he was around in the 1750s. Right. Um, he's known for his sugar and tobacco runs, and um, he used to go to West Africa for the sugar right. and tobacco, but also he was in the slave trade, as far as we know. Right. And you want confirmation from me. I'm yeah. a spiritual man. I do have... A connection with those beyond the celestial veil, and I want to prove this to you that I can uh, pick up on this this fella, Sir Robin, da- Ro- uh, Sir Robert Dalkeith. Um, coming through. Uh, Have you started? Eight. Uh, hey? Yeah, well, I've got someone coming through, and he says, "Ye of little faith." First of all, he says Clinton does have a gift, and he says, <laughs> "It's." <laughs> I'm not being funny. He says, that's right, you were right. I was importing sugar and tobacco from West Africa, right, at the time, in about, around about the 1750s, isn't that what you said? I mean, around there, yeah, yeah. And he says, he says, oh, he was an horrible man. He said, no, he's gone. No, that's right. He says, get me. I were evil, he says. I was evil, he says. I did have slaves. I brought the slaves down, he says. You were right. You and the students, he says. You were right. He said, throw me in the river. Tear me down. Tear me down off my heart. Does that make any sense? Off my plinth, he says. He's on a plinth, isn't he? At the college. At the college. I knew it. This is what this is what we thought. Uh, th- this is right, and you can tell your friends that Clinton has done it. Yeah, I know you're cynical, but Clinton's saying, "Yeah, well, we're a terrible man." He said, "I'm with the slaves and that." He said, "This is him talking again now." He said, "Pull me off me plane, tear me down, throw me like they did in the river down in uh, Bristol Way." He says, "I'm in turmoil now because of me past life and rip me down." He go rip me off. Roar! 
I'm evil. I deserve I'm in turmoil. Rip me off. Smash me up. Ted, I don't matter about the college. Rip me down. Right. right. I mean, rip me down, he so says. So what we're going to do, this is what we're right. going to do. We're going to yeah. rip it down. We're going to rip it down. Rip, rip it down. Tear it down. And uh, what I'll do, if it's all right with you, yeah. is I'm going to use your name. They're going to Fabulous. look at the, the Chester High, Higher Institute of Commerce, where I, I am. I'm, this is, I'm going to, we're going to take so, this so to just them. One, just one second, just a second. What, what's the name of the college you're at, where this statue is? It's... We're all at the Chester High Institute of Commerce. Oh, the Chester Higher Institute of Commerce? Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Well, I actually do a few... I've given talks there before yeah. in the student union, that, and uh, workshop. Is, uh, the, the dean is Mr Sawyer, isn't he? Yeah. Yes, yes, he is. Right. Oh, Christ. Well, that's worth about... <laughs> a few a few quid to me, that gig, so yeah. maybe just take it... But listen, you've been great. You've been, you've been great. I'm going to go because I've got a, we've, we've got a meeting right, okay. coming up and we're going to chat about the, taking the plinth down, work out how we're going to do it. I, I am great. familiar with the college. Great. Don't just go easy. Don't, mate, just right, go thanks. a little bit easy. That's great. Thank you, Clinton Cheese. You've been a really, really good help. Thank you. Thanks a lot. All right. Thank you. What's that number? Hello? Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, is that Mark? It is, yeah. Yes, yeah, Clinton Baptiste. You spoke to me just now. Uh, yeah, can I, I just say that <laughs> the college you're at, I, I do actually do a little bit of, of work there. I'm familiar with it, and I've seen the statue. I think I know the statue yeah. you're referring to. Yeah, it's and I've just, I've just, it is. It, you're right. It's a Robert Dalkeith, and I've just, I've, I've, I've just, got, <laughs> I've just had him back on to me, and he's, and he's, and he actually he says, uh, in retrospect, I wasn't, I wasn't quite so bad as I made out. I did. I, I mean, I certainly imported the tobacco and the sh sugar and that in 1750, yeah. but but in terms of slaves, no. I might I might have had a a manservant. What? So you've just he's just changed his tune? Yeah. I, it... Well, he says I'm not quite. He says actually, if really, if you look at those days, he says, don't tear me down because I'm not quite as guilty as I mean. I, well, I, he either I, did or he didn't. Clint, he he says, either did or he didn't. It, well, he 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 wasn't. He he was a little bit harsh on himself. Is actually what he said, and he and he says actually he was a little bit out of order. But he didn't know any better back then. So he did. No, but he says he says it might be a mistake to tear down my statue because actually he liked the the the, the Africans, and he used to drink a lot of rum, which he imported from round there. Rums and, from rums from the Caribbean. Eh? You don't get. You don't get rum from the west of Africa. No, no. All right, fair enough. But he like it's a lot of their culture he loved, and and he says he like crap. No, and I've got him here, and he says actually he loved. Do you remember Eddie Murphy? Big fan of Eddie Murphy, for example. He loved that, and yeah. you know, goodness oh, me gracious get... me, what they have on the BBC. Yeah. He loves yeah. that Sp spicy food. Oh, he has all the hot pepper sauce and everything. He's actually oh quite forward-thinking for a man of that time, and he loves the music and the culture, and he says, actually, he, he's he's really come round to that way of thinking. absolute shit. No, he says he's changed his tune. He hates any of them jokes, racist jokes and that. He never laughed at a Stevie Wonder joke, did he? He not? don't like any of that. No, he says, that's disgusting. He 
He says that's disgusting. So he said, don't tear me down. I've changed my tune and it's nothing to do with Clinton. It would be a shame to wreck what is, all right, it's an old statue, but it's been part of it for, 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 for a good long time. He gets very cross about apartheid and that. So he says, not racist. Not that. So that's not racist. He's actually very open-minded about that sort of thing. And he, and he, and actually, hold on, he's, he's, he's just, he's, yeah, he's just sticking on some music. Yeah, hey, that's one of his Aswood. He, he, he had all their albums. Absolute shit. And he, and he, he says, don't tear the statue down. He says, this is bollocks. A, a leopard can change his spots, he says. You're talking absolute bollocks. Ah, uh, forget it. We're, we're pulling down the... Right, right, well, it's nothing to do with me. We're going to make banners at so, Clinton. So thank you, Mark. Brilliant. That's brilliant. It is thank brilliant. you. Jesus Christ. Line two, we go to line two now. And I'm looking at this, it looks like a transatlantic. America calling. Who, who, who's there? Someone from America? Hi, Clinton. This is uh, Tony Joseph. Tony Joseph? The Tony psychic? Joseph. Yeah, that's right. That's me. Oh, on, goodness me, everybody. Honoured. Honoured. The renowned um, American psychic. Is it really you? Yeah, it's definitely Tony Joseph. So, yeah. t- what, t- t- what can I what can I do for you, Tony? Did, you, did well, your brother pass on a message? He uh, did. He said he met you at Uri uh, Geller's uh, party. Uri uh, Geller's party, in, yeah. That's right. He said it was so dramatic. There were so many things happening. He thought you were hilarious and thought oh. maybe <laughs> you could join us on our tour. We're doing this wonderful tour from uh, from Key, I guess I say Key West to Keystone uh, Canyon in Alaska. It goes right across the United States. It's the biggest psychic <laughs> fair in America. Uh, and it's called the Great American Psychic Trail. <laughs> Tony, you, you're offering me the chance to support you on on, t- on tour. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I, I think uh, they'd love somebody from England to uh, come on yeah. and and uh, and and show that this this is a psychic universe. It's not just a psychic country, you know. I, I'm your man. I'm your man. Yeah, fantastic. Wonderful news. Thank you so much, Tony. Wonderful. Ah, uh, that's uh, your. It's my pleasure. It's just I, I trust my brother's judgment. He's fantastic. He. Uh, now, what we were going to propose, and, I, and it's so great that, are we on air? Is this, is, I'm getting sort of vibe that we're on air? I am actually recording this. It's, it's for me podcast. I don't, you know, I can't oh. can cut it out if you want. I don't know whether. Maybe that, I, well, you know, we won't talk about facts and figures just yet. But, you know, I think it's nice that you, you're reacting the way you are. To, uh, Very the much so. It's great. It's a huge uh, festival, and it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a kind of juggernaut. It's like a psychic juggernaut right. that goes right across America, right up to where it's cold. So you better wrap up. We yeah. usually start around May, late May, and it goes right through to February. Uh, so it's, it's a huge, it's like a concert. It's like U2 touring, except it's a sort of psychic. It's a U2, if you're a skeptic. <laughs> very funny. Yeah, it's very funny, Tony. So, yeah, I mean, really, it's it's great. I mean, I, I, I don't know too much about, I mean, I've, I've, I've watched you. I've seen you on, uh, on, on shows. Yeah, just, just out of interest, what sort of box office split might we be talking? I mean, I know it's early days, but. <laughs> uh, somewhere in the region of like $100, $150 per, per reading. 
Okay, and, and the hotels, are they taken care of or...? Uh... Hotels are all taken care of. You look after accommodation. You're Can... now in our care. I cannot thank you enough. Listen, well, I've got you. Could you could you just... I don't know. Just, I, I know this is a bit of a cheap. I'm so thrilled. You couldn't just... Just a bit of a voiceover. Just say, you're listening to Clinton Baptiste Paranormal Podcast, could you? Sure. You're <laughs> listening to Clinton Baptiste Paranormal Podcast. Give it a go. <laughs> oh, Tony, thank you so much. I'll wait to get an email from, from your brother, is it? You're, uh, no problem. Hey. Fine. Fantastic. Oh. Thank you. Thanks, Tony. Thanks, Tony. Bye-bye. No problem. You have a great day. Bye. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. We go to line two now. Line two, there's a Neil. A Neil on the phone. How can I help you, sir? Thank you. Now, my father, Ron, a war hero nonetheless, 88 years of age. Right, and, and hats off to him, yeah? Absolutely hats off to him. Now, November of 2020, yes. he requested a reading from you, which you obliged him with, and you, mm-hmm. for some bizarre reason, contacted Tommy Cooper, who advised him that it might be a good idea for him to raise some money like Sir Colonel... Major Tom. Yeah, that's right. So Tom, the the the, the yeah, the the, the, the hundred year old who, who who died recently. Yes, that's right. So my father then decided that he was hell bent on raising money by doing laps of his back garden, like Sir Tom Moore did. Yes, like Sir Tom Moore did. Now he wanted to raise a hundred pound by walking a hundred times up the length of his garden. Right. You provoked this. Let me tell you. Well, nothing wrong you... with a bit of charity. All right. Yes, I did. So what? Yes, well, my father suffered, as you well know, because he told you, 
with yeah. coronary artery disease. Yes. He wanted to raise money for coronary uh, artery disease. Yeah. Yes, but nothing wrong with that. There you yeah. go. Well, he also mentioned to you that his back garden was a little bit dicey as it had a 70-degree radiant right. going from back to front. Very dangerous. Nonetheless, away he went. Yeah. And he started. He started with his walk. What absolutely superb. And how did the gentleman get on? Not so clever, Clinton. OK, um, right. He, he was aiming to raise £100 by walking 100 times up the length of his garden, you see. Now, Bless him. Bless him. Well, bless him, in, bless him indeed. Yeah. That's all we can do now, unfortunately. What do you... What, what do you mean? Oh, well he, well, he passed away of a heart attack. Right. Yeah, yeah. Nine lengths into his walk, not even double figures. Right, well, Holt, just once... Uh, I, I cannot be held responsible for your dad doing... I mean, really, if you are going to undertake such a thing, I, I, I cannot be held... I mean, there's all sorts of medical conditions, you know, that, that you should... You should research before before you undertake such a thing. Well, he, he 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 would not have research, Clinton, because no. he told me just before he he set oh, off. Christ, yeah. He said, "I'm doing it for Clinton and Tommy." Oh, crap. Well, uh, well, hold yes, okay, and Clinton and Tommy, and that's very gallant of him, and I'm I'm perfectly willing, as a gesture of goodwill, to double his, you know, the funds that he raised. Well. Well, he raised nine pounds, Clint. Uh, well, I insist. I will. I will double that to eighteen full full pounds. Oh, that is absolutely disgraceful. Well, Clinton. he was eighty-eight years of age. He was a war hero. Well, if you pardon me, I'm not. I'm, I'm no doctor. I'm not the one who suggested he did it. If he wants to take that on, it's entirely up to him. But if it's any oh. comfort to you, I've got Sir Tom Moore here with me now, and Sir Tom. You've got what Tom Moore's. Colonel Sir Major. Yes, he's here now, and oh, what a load of old. Bollocks. No, he's here now, and and he's nodding, and he's and he's saying he did very well to oh, raise. Oh, how do you bloody sleep at and night, Clinton Sir, Baptist? Sir, what are you talking and about? And Sir Tom is saying to me, "Well done." He's saying he's nodding his head, and he's saying he's lifting up that stick, you know, with the four prongs on the end, and he's waving it in salute of your dad. And he says, if it's any consolation, I can't beat the ladies off up here with a shitty version of this, and your dad is up here with me. Ask him what he looks like. Ask him what he bloody well looks and like. And he was a very white-haired man, wasn't he? He was very bald. But a bald <laughs> man, but it was white hair before. And But, you know, of course, what happens when you got there, you can choose what you look like, and he's a very dashing man. Oh, so Sir Tom Moore chose to look like bloody Sir Tom Moore, did he? Well, he doesn't look like that now. He looked like he did when he was on Blankety Blank in 83. Oh, He's right. saying, if it's any consolation, there's a number of wrens up there and land girls from World War Two who love an old soldier, particularly a hero like Sir Tom I, and your dad. That's just bloody tasteless, that. Yeah, and he... Look, my mum's still alive. She's listening in the bloody back kitchen. Mother, turn it off! <laughs> No, turn it off. Yeah, your mum. Tell your mum. He's saying he's not gone anywhere near it. It's disgusting. But Sir Tom is saying he's shining the ropes and they're doing a little bit of fundraising for themselves for um, a gym they've got up there just to a gym. Yeah. What did he want a bloody gym for? They're dead. 
Yeah, that's a good point. They might not spend it on a gym. It's something else they're doing, a nice garden to walk around uh, with less of a gradient, probably, and that's wonderful. And he's saying, don't worry about him. He's saying lots of love to the wife, and he's not touched anything, not even bit of tip, nothing. And he's saying, good, bye-bye, and don't oh, worry yeah, bye-bye. about him. Yes. Bye-bye. Thank you. Fading now. You've got a bloody, you've got a bloody cheek, Clinton. All right. Well, thank, perhaps you'd take, take a bit more care of him and check on his medical condition. He wouldn't have died in the garden. Oh, so you, you a little Christ. bit shared responsibility there. Shared bloody responsibility? Yeah, that's right. And you sent him packing up the bloody garden and, with two tennis balls on the end of his bloody stick. Right, and 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 uh, Tommy Cooper's is, and he's saying he, he takes some responsibility. You and Tommy Cooper, oh, and he says goodbye, bye bye. You'll be in from me, Clinton. Yeah, yeah. All right, and and good night. Thank you. You find us at Hyde Park Corner Tube Station in the middle of London. It's me and Ruth here, and we've come to meet Bob Clark. Bob is a former tube driver who uh, took early retirement to work at the London Transport Museum, no less. Hello, how are you, sir? Yeah, nice. Uh, good, lovely to meet you, uh, Clinton, yeah. Well, it's lovely to meet you, and this is Ruth, my PA. Say hello, Ruth. Hello, Bob. Hello, Ruth. I'm Clinton's PA. Nice to meet you. Lovely. Now, uh, Bob, tell us a little bit. So you worked for many years as a train driver. You've seen it all on this network, haven't you? That's right. Well, over, 20, over 23 years I worked here. I find it fascinating. Just, I mean, that you would be quite surprised at how many uh, stations exist that people don't know even exist. Well, right. OK, let's not jump the gun. We are here to look at the so-called ghost stations under... London town itself. Those tube stations that are no longer in service, some that are partially in service, and all of them with a rich, spooky history. Let's go to the ghost tube stations of London. Lead the way, Bob. Right, one step. Yeah. Right, just get, that's it, just down here. Oh, yeah. here we are. Um... This, this is Down Street, Down Street Tube Station. Um, right, OK. Now, and, and now they call this... Sorry, sorry to interrupt, Bob. They call this a ghost station. Spooky goings on at all, would you say? I mean, have you witnessed anything down there when you do your tours? Uh, uh, no. No. <laughs> well, there's time for that now. Well, what do they say when they say ghost stations? Well, I mean, there must be some... Well, no, because a ghost station's just a phrase, isn't it? They're not really haunted, right. they just... Well, I mean, believe what you will, obviously, but uh, it's a phrase, yeah, isn't it? Guarantee. I mean, Ruth and I are very fascinated in the... You know, I'm a paranormalist. I would say there must be something, just a little hint of something that's I'm, I'm, happened I mean, here. I've, I've never seen... I'm not aware. No, I've never seen anything. I, I can feel I can feel things here. Right, Ruth can feel something. OK, now, very often she's got a very good antenna for these things. Anyway, Bob, do carry on, sorry. Yeah, Right. Uh, well, I mean, this, I mean, it's got wartime history, this station, in fact. Um, it actually played host to uh, Churchill's war cabinet here before the cabinet rooms were built in, you know, the back of uh, Whitehall there. Right, spooky. Uh, in fact, yeah, and him and his cabinet, Churchill and his cabinet, they were, they were here during the early parts of the war. And, uh, in fact, Churchill supposedly referred to it as the barn. 
Uh, but there right, was, okay. uh, so it became a bit redundant after the walkers, uh, sure. uh, and then it's sort of stayed empty ever since. Oh, wow. Yeah, in fact. Um, and with the, Jesus Christ, hold oh. on, what was that? <laughs> Jeez. I'd, I'd, Ladies I'd, and gentlemen at home, <laughs> Bob can confirm yeah. a bit of what is that? Let's well, pick that up. Plaster. Pla- what's that old plaster? station yeah. is falling apart here. That's why we're wearing the hard hats. Um, well, you say you say that 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 look that I mean, honestly, it's gone. Cold. Do you feel cold, Bob? <laughs> it's, I think <laughs> I think your assistant is <laughs> the laugh of my ear, chucking the bits of plaster. Why? About. What happened with something? Well, I don't know. You, did you throw something, Ruth? What was that? Someone threw what? something. Ruth, it wasn't me. No. Well, I ladies and gentlemen, I've got Bob can confirm. <laughs> goodness me, a, a, a bit of plaster. Yeah. I'm holding it right in my hand now. That got thrown. Now, there's no one else down here but us, and it has gone very, very cold, Bob. I can agree. Um, I tell you what, though, this is uh, interesting down here at South Kentish Town Station, just down a bit further down yeah, here. Yeah, well, that I think, Bob, that was spooky, wasn't it? Come on, then. Did you throw that, Ruth? It was a ghost. You didn't chuck it? Well, never threw it. <laughs> that was audio dynamite. Come on. Lead on, Bob. Lead on. So, originally named Castle Road, uh, South Kentish Town Station here, uh, was what we now know as part of the uh, Northern Line. Right. Uh, but again, uh, another one of those stations just, uh, you know, dogged by low passenger numbers from the start really even right. a year later after opening in 1908 drivers didn't even stop it they just sort of came in and carried on right because what it was a little bit spooky a little bit go i mean i'm getting vibes here what do you think but there's any ghost stories from here south kentish it's got that feel hasn't it i think you can agree bob uh, it's um i don't know about that but um jesus did you uh bob now that uh, anyone at home <laughs> a, a pipe, Bob. If you could just confirm, that's a pipe. For, there's. I, I just saw your. I just saw Ruth throw that. <laughs> she threw that. She's winding uh, us up here, mate. Did you throw the pipe, Ruth? I didn't throw the pipe. You did. Oh, you picked it up and chucked it. I just saw you. It was a ghost, Ruth. G- come on. It was a ghost. Can you not? Right. Leave things alone. I mean, if there is a ghost, we'll pick up on it. It was a ghost. Right, I know it's not a ghost. Just don't touch. Can you not touch it? it? Was, I think it was William Church, Churchill. William Churchill. Right. Okay. Love. Just, mm-hmm. could you stand there, please. Two networks. Uh, they they joined up later uh, in the tw- well early to twentieth century, merged um, with the subsurface lines and uh, the bus services in nineteen thirty three right. to form London Transport. And rather interestingly, there was a there was a, there was a power outage here caused um, by a, a, right. a strike at uh, Chelsea Locks Road. Uh, power station in 1924. Uh, it closed uh, South Town right. uh, temporarily, but when the ca- power came back on, the decision was taken uh, not to bother reopening it. I see. Now, uh, the Lots Power Station in the 20s would have provided enough power to. Uh, ah! was it- Ruth, what the hell are you doing? Just threw a bloody pipe a at his head! Ah! It was a ghost. No, it wasn't a ghost. It was a ghost. Christ, oh, Fuck. Oh. Just oh Jesus! Oh. 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 Sorry, Bob. Um, oh. Bob, just out of interest, are there any stations that might have uh, like a spirit in them or something? Oh, f- off, will you? Right. 
Okay. All right, thank you. Clinton Baptiste Paranormal Podcast Series 4 was written by Alex Lowe with contributions from Lewis MacLeod and the cast. Any resemblance to actual persons living or dead is entirely coincidental. Clinton Baptiste is on tour this autumn all over the country in his show Stratospheric. For details, go to clintonbaptiste.com forward slash live. This podcast was produced by Andy Hughes for 1129 Media. Clinton Baptiste appears courtesy of Goodnight Vienna Productions. Fading now, spirits. Fading now. Yeah, right. Clinton Baptiste here, offering you the chance to enjoy my Patreon podcast for free for seven days. So many people have been joining me over there. It's a shame that you're not. Uh, we've got videos, cartoons, we've got all sorts of stuff, all the old back catalogue and a chance for exclusive dibs on tickets before anyone else. Please come to patreon.com forward slash Clinton Baptiste. All right, spirit fading now. See you there. Fady Nail.